So welcome back to my podcast and in today's episode I have two of the directors here of an amazing foundation in South Africa, the Beloved Foundation which is part of an initiative of the B4I project. It's a pleasure for me to welcome Louis McLaren, CEO, founder and director of the Beloved Foundation as well as Yolandi Finter, another director of the foundation. Thank you for speaking to me today and making the time. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Lizo. So, Louis, um, if you can give us a little bit of a background of what the B4I project is, as well as you got to the point of founding the Beloved Foundation, that would be wonderful. Yeah, the the B4I project is the is the name of of a group of companies, and it is a group that focuses primarily on assisting businesses with the compliance requirements around the legislation in South Africa that deals with Black economic empowerment. Um, the The focus of of the B4I project is is to advise businesses to such an extent that there's a meaningful outcome. Now, as you would know, um, it, is, it, is a, it is a pre-requirement for many companies in South Africa to have a level of compliance uh, as far as economic empowerment is concerned in order to, to do business in South Africa. Yes. Our aim was to make sure that if there's contributions made uh, and, and and investments done towards economic empowerment that it will have meaningful impact. Um, one of one of the areas that we looked at is is obviously socio-economic development or your corporate social investment type of of contributions because that is also a compliance element. And we we wanted to make sure that if companies make contributions towards socio-economic development, that there's some form of custodianship out there that will give companies the assurance that if they do make contributions, not only will they get a compliance stick, but mm-hmm. on the other end of this, the money will reach the intended beneficiaries. And then roughly about in 2008, uh, we joined forces with the AHI, which was a business organization for, for, for companies in South Africa. And we jointly founded uh, a trust with this, uh, with this purpose and intent. Now, what was critical for us is, is that we wanted to make sure that if, if we position the trust between the donor and the beneficiary organization, that, that one of the things that would be critical is, is to look at the end beneficiaries and ensure that they subscribe to a specific value system. Uh, it should be established organizations, mm-hmm. and it should also be organizations that could feed from the funding and to enable themselves uh, to, to, to look at the spiritual component as well um, of these beneficiaries. Um, so, so what we've done to date is, is, is uh, this was a, a key focus within the group itself. Um, to enable the trust, and we also got to a point where we introduced the trust as well, and the the beneficiary base as a shareholder within the group of companies. Um, the big challenge that you have with with any nonprofit is is that they they are always at a point where they are asking for money, and it is an ongoing process of raising funds and making sure that funds are coming in. But at the end of the day, they they gift. Is, is doesn't necessarily 
sit with, with their ability to raise funds, but it's about serving people. So we took over the responsibility to ensure that there's a constant stream of funding on an ongoing basis to make sure that there's sustainability. Okay. And part of that sustainability is also if, they, if we position them as a shareholder within the group, it means not only are they getting access to, to, to donor funding, but they're also getting access to dividends and profits that would flow back into these organizations. And I think this is the one thing that, that we have been really successful in is, is that once a beneficiary is on board, we stuck with that beneficiary and those, those, those projects, and we would ensure that there's an ongoing funding uh, to allow them to do what they do best. So it's not a one-off that you support um, a company or a, a beneficiary just like for one year or one project. You pre-approve them and they become one of your beneficiaries and you continuously make sure that you have trying and, and have the funds to, to support them. It's a partnership that you basically enter into with those companies. Absolutely. There, there are instances where we move outside of those those parameters. For example, recently there were there were the, these massive floods in KZN, yes. I mean, in, in that instance, we look beyond just the existing projects and we were trying to assist a specific area with, with some relief. So you, you would get to a point where where the need is 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 larger than than the existing beneficiary base itself, but once we introduce a beneficiary organization um, into the trust, uh, then it is a it is a lifelong undertaking. Sure. It is not something that that is a year on year decision, uh, and, the, and the reason that is is be, because they they get to a certain extent they are non profit. Um, mm. they, they they become dependent on your support. Yeah. And, and that support is allows them to develop capacity and infrastructure and all of that. Um, and the sustainability at the end of the day is, is, a, is a massive focus uh, from our perspective. The, 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 the main thing that that we also need to bring into play is, is that it's it's all uh, the, the beneficiary, the, the end beneficiary. So you've got the organization, um, so we support the organization, but the end beneficiaries that 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 that, that takes on the benefit uh, has been from the outset has been uh, vulnerable women and children um, because they are to a large extent the much the much the, the more exposed um, segment that's out there. And yes. then the other thing to maybe also bring into play is the legislation in South Africa has been drafted in such a way. That it addresses the demographics as well. So, although this is this this originated as a black economic empowerment drive, uh, the legislation allows twenty five percent of all uh, contributions and donations to be allocated to non black people in South Africa as well. Which means that there's ample allocation for okay. non black yeah. for other races to benefit from this as well. Um, as you know, I mean population. Uh, uh, at the moment, works on a basis that roughly about ten percent of people in South Africa are non-black, and the rest is is. So this is the, sure. it's not race yeah. specific. It yeah. addresses yeah. all groups, all organisations, regardless of yeah. that. And I think that is also important to note. Exactly. Yes. Um. And I think that's something that for me is so wonderful is that you, um, you know, South Africa is a rainbow country, and we are this wonderful um mix of different race groups all together who form a country and a community 
and you are there not to support just one race group but everybody and that you mm. so for me those are two of the things are supporting all race groups as well as the fact that all of the funds that are being raised all of the funds that are coming into the beloved foundation is going to those organizations nothing goes to the directors or any anything nothing goes to the administrative cost um any 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 donor can be assured that the money goes to the organization it goes for the purpose that it was raised for and i think for me too that, those are two very 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 mm. important things that you definitely address in this foundation i, I think that is is most probably the uh one of one of the biggest flaws in many of the especially the larger organizations in south africa i was a couple of years back i was shown numbers on a very prominent um uh, npo and at that point in time roughly about 60 to 70 percent of the funds raised uh were allocated towards salaries and costs and, and marketing and all of mm. that so so what we do is is is, is we took we took a decision that we will open up ourselves for an annual audit. We don't need to appoint an auditor to look at uh, at the at the trust initially and, and the NPC, but it's important for us to be transparent on that. Uh, the directors and the executives and everything that is involved here, we are not remunerated. We so so we offer our time. The kind of the kind of money that is spent, as far as the the, the uh, beloved foundation is concerned, deals with accounting fees. Yeah, you know that that kind of thing, which is which is required. Uh, we do allow a fundraising fee to a maximum of five percent to to incentivize certain people to go and raise funds. Um, but a, that is a that's the limit. Um, this is uh, it's a purpose. The B four project is a purpose driven organization um and part of that purpose is the beloved foundation it is about it's about giving back it's about integrating that into our business to such an extent uh, if we if we if we are successful in our business it means that we've got more time and more resources at our disposal to give more and it's the funniest thing is is the more you give uh, the more you receive at the end of the day um no. But yeah, that is that's that is a, a critical point. Though. That's amazing. Um, so, as part of the beloved fund, beloved foundation, I understand you mainly have four groups of four main programs, being the Regrain um, program, Youth Development, Community Aid, and Nurture SA. Um, Yulandi, can you maybe give us a little bit more um, of of detail of the four different programs and what you what you are doing and all the initiative the initiatives under each one of them? Yes, thank you, Liesl. So, um, with we were busy with quite a few initiatives and we decided to divide them up in four different programs. And each program has a specific aim, but all the initiatives that we run have a holistic approach to to try and. Um, move a beneficiary from one program to the next as they progress in age or in development. So if I can start from the top, um, the Regain program, you'll see that it's R to the power of three. Mm -hmm. And that three stands for three specific R's, which is uh, rehabilitation, restoration, and reintegration. And this program specifically focuses on human trafficking victims. 
So we have initiatives from where they are removed from the situation, then go into rehabilitation because unfortunately all these girls are hooked on um, drugs to um, keep them there. Um, then once they've completed their rehabilitation, and that depends from girl to girl, depending on the type of substance that they used, um, they go into a restoration phase where they are placed in a home where they have a home-like environment um, and where most of these girls for the first time in their lives learn how to do basic household duties like washing dishes, making food. Um, a few of them were trafficked as young children. Um, so they were never taught how to, you know, do these basic chores. Um, and then once they've gone through the restoration phase where they really deal with, dealt with all the trauma that they've gone through and the trauma is extensive. So they work with a trauma counselor twice um, a week. Um, they go into reintegration, reintegration phase where we then focus on what are they going to do once they have concluded the, the program. Um, and that includes um, tertiary education um, or other forms of education. Some of them don't even have um, primary school. So we start doing um, with, you know, the primary school. Others just finish their matric. So it really depends on where they are in, in their development. Then we have the youth development program, which is a focus on um, orphaned and abandoned children. Um, and also children in vulnerable communities. So we have different initiatives under the Youth Development Program as well. Um, our core focus is around orphanage, which houses um, children who were abandoned or removed by court from their homes. So it's important for us to ensure that these kids stay in school. And then once they have um, finished their matric, we try to absorb them into other programs that we're running, which is either giving them a bursary to go study or then to um, start with a learnership as part of our corporate business. So, for instance, there's a girl, she grew up in the orphanage um, from, uh, she, from when she was a baby. And last year, the year before last, we paid for her diploma in human resources. And then last year, she started with her degree. And she's now in her second year and um, busy with her degree. So, it's, you know, we really try to ensure that we see the people then take it up into the economy. We, we don't just do one initiative and, and run away. <laughs> and then one of the big focus on the youth development as well is around um, we have an annual maths day where we get matrics um, for vulnerable communities where you don't necessarily have the um, level of schooling that they require. Um, so we ensure that they are prepared for the maths exam at the end of the year. We're hoping that in future we can give more subjects, but currently we're running the, the math day and we've seen beautiful stories um, on how children, you know, after the session and after really understanding certain concepts that they were struggling with, how this just empowers them to actually believe in themselves. Um, and then they do wonderfully at the, um, you know, final matric exams. Sure. Um, another program that we have is um, community, the community aid program. The community aid program focuses on um, a house that we bought a few years ago for the organization where there is a safe place for children to be during the day or after school. So they are helped with their homework. They are fed sometimes the only meal that they receive in a day. Um, and that's to, fo to, to try and keep children off the streets. Drug dealers, uh, traffickers, all of the, they quickly identify vulnerable 
children in the community. So children who are not being looked after, who are walking around on the streets after school. So we try to um, ensure that the children have a safe place to go, that they don't, you know, start with drugs or get involved in gangs yes. and things like that. Um, we also have a initiative under the community um, aid project where we taught people how to bake, which they go in a formal learnership, and then they assist with the baking in their communities um, and to be able to give their communities bread at a much lower cost than they would be able to buy it in the store. Um, and then last but not least is our Nurture SA program, and this program focuses on um, feeding schemes where we specifically look at feeding um meals that have the nutrients and minerals um, for people who are deprived of certain um, food groups so or uh, who have illnesses so um, a specific, a specifically during the epidemic it was very important to ensure that the people have food that um, have all these nutrients and minerals that they require to keep their body strong um, and as Louis mentioned um, during the flooding that case had inexperienced and then the riots that they experienced, you know, to also help the communities because they were hit very, very hard and food security was a massive issue. So, you know, to give assistance in instances like that, but we tried to throughout the year where there is a need and um, with different organizations that we work with to provide food. Um, we've also, for instance, given food to um, all their homes where they really were struggling with funding from government and they couldn't feed all the elderly people. So we also, you know, that also falls under the No Chase A program. Yes. Sure. These are all such amazing initiatives. Um, and I, I my understanding is that to date, just since the, the Trust and Now Foundation was founded, you've already um, distributed 40 million rand to all of these different um, programs and, and organizations who needed it. Um, I hope that is still a correct um uh statistic but it's just amazing the um the impact you have and this is all around the country this is all around south africa or is there specific areas where you focus on so we focus on uh, mainly Gauteng and the surrounding provinces but we also have ad hoc projects like we mentioned in case of in or into the Northern Cape as the need arises, yes. Okay, so the the safe house that you mentioned, you know, where children can go, um, you know, after school, etc. That is that is mainly that that specific one is in Hutting, but yes. I'm sure that is something that you would love to be able to do in other parts of the country as well. Yes. So our our vision and our hope is is to extend the the foundation on a national footprint. Um, you know, to have operations in all the provinces. So our next province that we're targeting is Free State, and we're hoping mm. to launch the office there in the next month. I'm from Limfontein, um <laughs> originally, so that would be wonderful if that can be the next the next um, area. Yes. Um, the 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 beloved the beloved foundation has this beautiful logo, which um, I hope I pronounce it right, but comes from Kint if you can Kintsugi. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's the Japanese art of mending broken pottery with gold. And I think that is so beautiful. You know, it's like you are taking all these vulnerable women and children, so many of them, as you've mentioned, you know, as part of the Regain Project, which um, comes from human trafficking circumstances, and you absolutely, you know, help them to put themselves back together you know and 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 restore that what was stolen from them you know their their dreams their future and give them hope um 
I I can't think of many, many, many better things that you can do than to help people restore their lives and and help them with with these struggles that they have, women and children. Um, so I I definitely would recommend that people go on your website and have a look at the um uh the Be Loved Foundations website as well as look at B4I Projects website to see you know everything all the all the um all the work that you are involved in. If any organization want to contact you for support, what is the, the route that they have to follow? So the easiest way is to email if they have direct questions that, that they would like to raise. It's info at beloved.org.za and it's B love.org.za. Or they can go onto our website, which is also then www.b-loved.org.za. And all the information is on um, the website. So whether they want to support or whether they need some support from you and want to become one of your approved, um, pre-approved communities or organizations, that is something that they can can all just contact you through the website. Yes. Okay. Well, um, the main reason I, I got to hear about the foundation, I must honestly say, is because I'm currently involved in the Mrs. Globe um, South Africa 2022 competition. And the Beloved Foundation is the main beneficiary of this pageant. And um, as of all pageants, there are normally a charity or a foundation that is supported. And when I heard that you were the foundation, I was really excited because this is so aligned with obviously women and children being a woman myself and having children myself um, that, that I am really aligned with and I have a big passion for women and children. And the fact that you do this amazing work in the country, um, but also want to have a global footprint and bring out this um, all the work that you do internationally, like you say, more nationally at first, and maybe internationally first, is 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 an amazing goal to have. Um, but the reason why I wanted you to be on this podcast today is also because I would like to raise funds for you as a foundation, but not just for this period of the Mrs. Globe pageant, which is going to last another four to six weeks. But people, if anybody is interested in supporting you, if anyone wants to make a difference and really support a foundation that makes a difference in so many different parts of the communities, they can, they can, they can, they, yep, I think you are a wonderful organization to support. Um, in this podcast show notes, as well as on the podcast website, um, sorry, Facebook page, um, there will be a link um, where people can make donations, as well as the bank details, if anybody would wish to make a direct deposit into your bank account. Um, and this can continue for as long as this episode is on the podcast. There's no end date. And I would love to that if anybody makes a donation, if they would put the name on the podcast um, or my name on there, I can, you know, for future years, if you can see that, you know, this message went out in media in this way and that people are continuing to to support you. Um, I also just want to mention that if there's any organizations internationally, um, you're welcome to donate. But if there's anybody in South Africa who needs to have um, tax certificates, etc., that you can also get that for your 
um, I think it's very cool for the BAE compliance, et cetera, or for your, your tax audits. Um, you can also get that and be loved. would be happy to issue that to you. Um, Yolandi and Louis, I think we can talk for hours about all the detail of the work that you have done. I really thank you for joining me today to give a little bit of an overview of the work that you do. And I have said it quite a few times now, I guess, by now, but I really am in awe of all the time and the effort that you put into helping other people. Um, I wish you all the best with this. And I hope that this organization, this foundation will just grow and grow to have an impact more and more in South Africa and even around the world. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you Lisa, so much. Just, just before you go, just um, I think what is important maybe to note is um, as a finalist of uh, Mrs. Uh, Globe South Africa 2022, uh, this, is, this is one of the very few pageants, if not the only one, where the finalists are raising funds for a charity and not for the company that owns the pageant. Mm, and true. this was one of the the requirements that we put forward uh, when the B5 project took a decision that uh, that it will enable sponsorship. It did it on the basis that if we've got finalists raising funds, it should go to the beneficiaries and not to the pockets of people owning the competitions. So I would... I just want to stress the fact that if there's any if there's any funds being raised, that's what it's being raised for. Yes. And uh, the foundation is 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 open for an audit on an annual basis, and 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 that is it. If there's companies in South Africa, obviously that is making donations. They've got an option to either claim the deduction under 18A as a tax as a tax benefit, or they could claim the the the, the uh, donation rather as a um, uh, as a uh, as a contribution towards the 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 compliance scorecard so that's just apart from some from supporting a foundation that is having a massive impact at the moment uh, there's also uh, some of the the commercial um, advantages as well of participating in this and we would we would like to end up with each one of the finalists becoming an ambassador for the foundation uh, to help us to create that sustainability that we need, financial sustainability, to keep on supporting programs out there that are being vetted and that does fantastic work towards uh, supporting uh, especially uh, vulnerable women and children from all race groups. Um, so... From my side, thank you in advance for, for those people and organizations that are going to be making a, uh, a contribution and a difference in this regard. Thank you, Louis. And um, thank you very much for being so involved with your passion of restoring and uplifting people. It really is, is a heartfelt cause. I look forward to speaking to you soon again. Thank you, Lizo. Thank you, Lizo.